Welcome to another episode of I Wish I Was a Bit Taller. I am Amir Fergie's about to jump on, and we're all over the place. We cover um, some of the bets that we have coming. Chris and I are going to the game tomorrow, so that'll be fun. And then we get into topics all around, from Detroit to Atlanta to the Clippers to Utah. We cover everything. Listen in. Let's take it down. Cheers, cheers. All right, we got a lot to get into. We missed last week. Life happens. We're back again. All right, so I redid everything. I calculated Christmas. I calculated last week. And just so you think I always cheat, you actually are up 10,800 now. Okay. And I'm down to 9,900. You know, I was going to bring the auditor over next time, but <laughs> since it sounds about right now, I mean, that sounds pretty accurate to me. So um, we have a pretty big game this week. We will be both attending the Dallas at LA Lakers game tomorrow. Let's go. And I sure hope Luca is back. I think he probably could have pushed it and played last night, but because it's a huge game in LA, I guarantee it's, you know, one of the. TNT, whatever, at 5.30. So he'll play on Wednesday. Okay. So with right. him back, with Kyrie, with Tim Hardaway Jr., the third, Jr., the third. Wow. He's going to go off for 50 also. I mean, it's it's Mavericks. We're, we're betting 500 on that, baby. Let's oh, wow. Go. Okay, Chris, 500 for the Lakers? <laughs> That's exciting. I'm pumped up, ready to uh, to see a great game for sure. All right. I guess I will have to do 500 again uh, for L.A., all right, then we got. Uh, we can get into the game a little bit in a second, but let's get to our bets. We have Denver at Boston Friday. You know, I'm telling you, man, Boston. I, I think they are just like a collision course to make it to the finals. I love that team. I love you know the way they play, not just offensively being able to score in many different ways, but defensively. I feel like. You know, with their wings and their, you know, and their point guard play, I think they're they're ready to uh, to take on the Nuggets and uh, and show them. You know, this is a big game because this could be potential NBA Finals matchup, and I think both teams understand that. Um, you know, obviously, it doesn't mean anything when it comes to play outside, but when you look back regular season and you can say we beat them or they beat us, eh, there's still a little bit that goes into that. So. A lot of pride in this game. I'm going to go Boston for just 100. That's a, that's going to be a really good game to watch. Uh, like I said, could be a preview of the NBA Finals. Yeah, no, I agree. I think everything you said I completely agree with. I think Denver is kind of just – they're just trying to get into the playoffs. I mean, they they know what they are. They, they're they pretty much solid. Uh, I'll go Denver for 100. We'll go opposite of you. And then the last one we have is 76ers at Orlando Friday night again. You know, this is a funny one. What what are your I'll let you choose on this one first. So it's interesting because so it just came out. So uh Embiid is basically he, because of the new kind of 65 game rule thing, if he misses, I think it's like five more games, he's out of chance of being eligible for all the awards and MVP and stuff like that. Um, but I don't think he really cares about that stuff. But they're playing really well. Orlando is just I don't, I don't know where to put these guys. Like, they're just long, they're young, and kind of like I want to say they're stupid, but they're not stupid. Um, they're just playing, you know. Um, I'll go, I'll go with Orlando just because I want. I, I'm rooting for the young team. So, 
So two things. One, did Embiid win the MVP last year? Or no, he did. Embiid won last year. Okay, so he won last year. So I don't think that really plays into it too much. I think he sure, said that. Sure. Would yeah. you like to go back to back? Of course, because that puts him in, you know, a different company when you can win multiple in a row. So uh, inside, he I'm sure wants to win it. But ultimately, now it's about like, hey, I've won the MVP. That was a goal of mine, which you knew last year. It was just the shot volume and things were there to show that he really wanted to put up stats. Now I think it's onto that next little chapter of I want to win a championship. So if it's between his health and MVP, I think he's going to choose the health side because he wants to really be ready for playoffs to try to win a championship to go along with his MVP. Now, with that being said, what you mentioned about Orlando, it's, it's one of those things where when they're so young, but they're like so athletic and talented, they don't know what they don't know. So sometimes that's the team that's the scariest because they just go out and it it's not like oh my gosh the pressure's on us they're not supposed to be there right now yeah. they're they're ahead of you know their timetable their time frame right now they're they're a little bit ahead of where people thought uh banchero banchero was is ahead of where you know people were hoping he would be which is fantastic yeah. so um they're a scary team uh i don't know if that's going to be enough though so i'm going to go sixers for 100 but okay. I do like where Orlando is headed right now. I just, it's funny because they could just, they have, they're not like most teams right now, you know, go six, seven, maybe eight. They, you could literally rotate 12 guys on that team because one guy gets injured. There's another guy that pretty much is the same description, six, seven, six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, whatever, whatever. Um, long, lanky, athletic. So I, I they can just kind of substitute for each other and they do a really good job. They got a good coach, they got a young coach that kind of, Gets what they're doing, so they're. I, I like them. I actually want to see them play more often. I wish they were on TV a little bit more than they. You are. know what's neat. You know what's neat about that is because they're all yeah. Besides Paulo, right? They're kind of on that same yeah. um, mentality of like, hey, next man up. If he's not playing well, that's okay. We're moving another guy in. Whereas other veteran teams, you kind of have that like that set. Even if this guy's off, Julius Randall. Yep. He's getting his 30 minutes. He's going to get his 25 shots. And that's kind of how it is. Whereas for the Magic, if one guy's playing a little better, you know, this week, you may get some more minutes. Another guy sits. And uh, like you said, 12, you know, 11, 12 guys may see the floor where on some other squads, you don't see that as much. They just, they're yeah. ride or die with their with their guys. And if they're off, they're off. You can hit yeah. a, a quick five-game losing streak that way sometimes. So Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, okay, so I have a random thing that I just saw yesterday. It was two nights ago, I think it was. Um, Clippers are playing Minnesota, and uh, Gobert airballs two free throw, okay? Yep. Early in the game, and he actually made clutch free throws at the end of the game to seal the win. The Clippers bench, led by... West Brick is criticizing and mocking Gobert for airballing. And I'm just sitting, I, I saw it, I'm like, your nickname is West Brick, and you're mocking a man. You he, he's literally airballed free throws. And how like how un are you not self-aware of your weaknesses that you're mocking this dude? And I was just like, what did you see that? Did you not see that? What's yeah, I did see that, and it's quite embarrassing because Wes Brick has come out in the media many a times talking about, oh my gosh, how 
terrible the fans are of making fun of him and yada, 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 basically whining. But then he's going to turn around and almost lead this, you know, this negative energy towards another player who, you know, airballed a couple of free throws. Sure. That's, you know, it was quite embarrassing to airball two, two free throws, but oh, who is he to even start talking about it at all? And I think at a, at a point you kind of look in the mirror. I mean, he's a, he's a veteran player. Why would you do that? Like, unless yeah. there's some other weird, bad blood between those guys at all, why would you take part of that, um, you know, type of negative, you know, I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty embarrassing for him to do, especially when he's been so, so vocal in the media about, you know, the fans and everybody's terrible and how are they allowed to say X, Y, Z, but then he's doing it to a fellow player who, you know, is supposed to be this like brotherhood in the league, right? Where right. sure you have battles and stuff, but why, I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I thought it was a bad look for um, for the guys on the bench too. And hey, good for Gobert. Not to say he's my favorite player by any means, but to come back and, and hit some clutch free throws to win the game, you know what? You you show him, right? Actions speak louder than words. And he just, hey, put it put it in the you know, put it in the basket and win the game, man. That's all it was just it's it's sad to see that a player like that who's in, so inconsistent with his free throw shooting, so bad at just shooting in general, criticizing a center who's won multiple defensive player awards. Like, he's not the offensive player that, let's say, another player on his team should be, but he is considered one of the best of the best for what he does. Whereas whatever phase of life you were in, you're way past that. And even when you were at the elite level, you still weren't making your free throws. Like, yeah, you're getting your own rebounds, basically. I mean, it's not the right thing to do, but if you're Gobert's social media person, you pull up as many clips of Russ airballing threes, hitting the side of the backboard, and you just put that shit on a loop and and, and with a little, like, eyes emoji or whatever you're going to do and tag him in it. If you really want to, like, go to war against somebody, that's all you got to do, and it'll shut him up quickly. You know what I mean? Right. It's just it was just funny to like. How are you that not self aware of what you're doing? I'm just pulling up just because I really want to see what his field goal uh, free throw percentage is. Just because now I'm curious how. So he shoot. Guess what his free throw percentage is? Westbrook's. Uh, I'm gonna say like 65, 64. 65%. Wow. As a point guard, you know, like. <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad terrible. that's that's, that's, no, that's not that's not pretty bad for a point guard and i know he's not your I want to call it traditional point guard but still you're you're a guard in the league forget that screw that shit if you're a player in the nba and that is your profession you should be able to fucking stay in the gym shoot free throws and be better you know than 65 percent yeah yeah guess right? what the bears was Gilbert's probably what 73 or something like that 72? 62 so it's basically they're washed it's like <laughs> yeah what a what a loser what a yeah loser. I, that just got me and i was just like i was list watching it and i saw some other podcasts were talking about criticizing but not really because they're all like they all ex-players so they don't ever really bash on each other but i was like yo this motherfucker literally is called westbrook criticizing a dude missing free throws like that's just there's just so many different aspects of that that's just wrong so you just i i would hope that he would be a little better than that at this stage in his career going through so much that, you know, people have talked negatively about him for so many years. I, he's got to be better than that, man. He's trying to rebrand his image and be a great team player. And, and he's doing that, but 
be better than that. Don't be yeah. don't be a dog towards your uh, fellow uh, NBA player. So yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was interesting. What did you got for me? Um, so obviously we had a recent trade of some two lower end teams. So we had the Pistons. So thoughts on this? All right, the Pistons traded away a couple guys, right? Bagley and and what livers, livers, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. So they're creating this huge cap space for next year. If you're a free agent and you're a upper echelon free agent, is that a core that maybe you would say, hear me out before you start shaking your head? They can offer you max money to go play with this young core who's pretty talented. Is that not somewhere maybe you'd want to go? It's not even the fact that it's um, the money or even the core. It's Detroit, yo. Like it's Detroit. Like nothing against. <laughs> Actually, I, I I'll tell you. You can't I, say nothing against. No, but you literally I got accepted. I got accepted to a school in Detroit. <laughs> I was in Detroit for a total of maybe half an hour. I landed. I took a back then. I took a taxi to the campus. Walked maybe fifty yards. Not even fifty yards. Probably fifty. Feet, ran back to the taxi, jumped in, went to the airport, and flew home. I was no, yo, like no, no, I did no. I went the worst time of year. I went like right around this time of year because I wanted to see how cold it was. I was there. I was like, nope, that's not happening. I came home. What's what school? I can't say it. I won't say it. I won't say it. It was a beautiful campus. It's a beautiful campus. It was just like negative fifty five. You know, like that's not happening for me. How far was the taxi from the airport? I'd probably like maybe I don't even remember. It was it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was Detroit in the middle of winter. I don't people probably just went on the freeways because it was so cold. So all right, all right, I'm gonna map it out and see what it was. It was cold. So I I will say it's they're what they're they're what they're probably doing is they're gonna do a trade to get a big player with a big contract because you have the space to absorb a big contract like that. So somebody like let's just say. And this is one that you probably don't want on your team, but you do a three-team trade because nobody really wants it, but you send Julius to Detroit. There's packages for the other third team from uh, Detroit. Knicks get whoever the other star is, and then you go from there, and you get rid of his contract. Detroit needs some kind of scoring on their team. You get rid of a player like that, you get a big contract. I don't know, something like that. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's an option. I just think they don't want to get rid of their young talent yet. So, no, I agree, but you build around it. You know, you got to put somebody like, like we both don't like Julius Randle, but I will say, like, there's a lot of veterans who are on big contracts who could help that team just by Definitely. their presence, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the, but the same thing goes for signing a big free agent to say, we, we didn't want to give up any of our, our core to go with you. Come join us. We got, you know, X, Y, Z, plus they're going to have another top five pick. I mean, yeah. to go with a, a guy. It's, it's, it's just it's something to think about. I mean, if they're creating this space, what is the likelihood of somebody wanting to go there? Probably not high for reasons you've, you've mentioned. I mean, it is Detroit. Um, but, you know, sometimes the money does talk and somebody's willing to say, hey, I'll go there for three years and, you know, try to uh, see what we can do. I don't know. 
like for example, Paul George. Let's say yeah. he doesn't sign the op, whatever they offer. They haven't offered him yet, apparently something. And he opts out. He's a free agent. He can go to New York. He can sit. He can stay in LA. He can go to Detroit. What would you I, go? I, I think New York might be the best of, of that situation. But I'm just saying, like, uh, exactly. So Detroit is, is what, third on that list? It, yeah, it probably would be because New York, there's a nice spot right in there opened up for him. So you do have the point guard he set, right? You have Randall, if you're going to keep him, at kind of a power forward. And then you put PG as nice little three-man in there. So it's that, it is that opening uh, that fits nicely for him. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like for the for the Pistons, but um, it'd be nice to see them get a, a nice free agent signing to go with some of the young guys and see if they can uh, rebuild that as well. So, so like, I know it's not a it's not a top tier team looking at some trades, but right. it is interesting to see some of these bottom teams what they're trying to do instead of just all right, we're just going to suck and go through the uh, you know the draft. Yeah, so like for example, there's I I'll read you a handful of guys that are free agents at the end of this season. LeBron, Paul George, Clay, Tobias Harris, James Harden, Pascal, Drew Holiday, Gordon Hayward, uh, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Buddy Heal. Out of any of those, do you think they're going to go to Detroit? Yeah, probably not. You're exactly right. You know, like, uh, there might, like... But, like, but there always is a but there. When push comes to shove and guys start signing their places yeah and there's still one or two spots open that has a you know a truck full of money to hand out to you there's some options at the very end where you know some guys are already off the board some teams don't have the cap space you know one of those guys looks at a detroit or a charlotte i mean under charlotte's a little nicer now but there's still some spots where you might be like, eh, yeah. Detroit might not be that yeah. bad for a yeah. few years if they're going to pay yeah. me, you know, a, a Brinks truck full of cash. So, yeah. I mean, like, okay, let me ask you this. So, I, I'm just looking at this. Lonzo Ball has a club option for him next season. Do you think uh, they'll pick it up? Do you think Chicago will pick it up? I hope so. I I hope so. Um, for the fact that you, you give him a shot to see if he's back because. I have no idea, but if he is back, right? And let's just say miracle, whatever, he's back to 90% of what he was. He's still a great defender, his length, great passer. He can still provide tremendous mm-hmm. um, you know, production for, for a team if he's 90%. Now I have no idea if that's even a realistic expectation or goal right now for him. But if he is, hell, that's still that's still a great, a great deal for them. Yeah. Um it, it, he, you know, it just unfortunately, it's not like he fell off to where he's like, oh man, he's not a very good player anymore. And then he got injured, and you're, now you're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. He was increasing his three point shots where he was a, it was a solid three point shooter before he got injured. Yeah. He's still a great defender with his length, fantastic passer. So let's see what we got. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I'm hoping he comes back. I think they will probably pick it up. It's 21 million. I think they'll pick it up. And when he does come back, and he does play well. He's a good trade asset. Yeah, some team will or, take. Or, but but why are we thinking trade, right? If well, they look like they're going to blow up the team, right? It looks like they're getting a little uh, Lon, uh, not Lonzo, uh, uh, Levine, uh, Caruso, uh, Demar. Looks like they're getting those three. So then, I mean, I, Lonzo's young though. He's not that old. He's what twenty five. Yeah, 
Yeah. The NBA years, though, that's kind of, uh, you know. Yeah, especially with his knees. Yeah. So. Levine Levine will be on the move. He's got three years left on his contract after this year. Where does he land? Yeah. Yeah. What team team is going to make a push for him and get him? If you had your crystal ball. I could see uh, New York making a push for him. Very similar to the what we just talked about with, um, you know, PG fits right into that, you know, kind of small forward position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Levine's biggest issue is his injury. He's injury prone. He's actually missed a lot of games over the last handful of years. So, um, but uh, I think he'd be a good one next to Bronson, right? Here's, here's another team. How about the Pacers? So the Pacers are trying one. to get they're trying to get rid of Buddy Heald, who's on his last year's contract. Um, which I, now I know that doesn't make sense because the Bulls wouldn't wouldn't trade for something, but maybe they're just trying to get an expiring contract so they can get out on the free agent market too. I I don't know. Right, but right, right. Levine, you know, next to Halliburton, right? That would increase um yeah. the Pacers for yeah. sure. And the yeah. Pacers are will they said they're willing to give up, you know, second round pick. Who knows if that's get pushed to a first? Yeah, if they're getting uh, Levine back. You know, get rid of Buddy Hield and, and a first round pick or something like that. So, um, you know, those could be those could be some options for him. Yeah, I mean, I think if you throw in like a Bruce Brown in there, you for sure make that deal happen. You know, if you throw like a Bruce Brown for the Bulls, that's a good player to you know create a team around. He's good. He can play basically a bunch of different positions based yeah. off how big and wide he is. So, um, I, I I wouldn't be opposed to that. That's a good one, actually. How good that team is and what they're missing, that might be a good trade for them um, more than New York. Yeah. And they both actually, New York and New uh, Indy have the exact same record right now. Well, and, you know, what they're what they're looking at is they get, getting maybe a pick back in return and then if yeah. they're trying to blow up the team and really yeah. start from scratch, yeah. uh, you got to start somewhere. I know they're not getting... Buddy healed back for, you know, signed long-term. It's just kind of a rental, but it is cap space, and they get rid of Levine's contract, so it could be very interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. So question, kind of put on your put on your GM hat, or keep it on now. Um, two teams. So first team, obviously, what are you doing if you're the Lakers GM right now before February, the trade deadline? If you had all the options available, you make the call. I would try to get Shooter back. I would try to get Caruso. And I think that's all. And try to get a big guy. Just a big, big body. That's it. Okay. Big body as in just a guy. Not a guy that's going to start, but just a guy who can come in and yep. 20 minutes a game. Not even that. Like, give me 15 minutes, you know, beat up uh, Jokic a little bit and beat a little bit so that AD doesn't have to – Go 40, you know, 40 minutes against those guys. That's it. Do you think that's enough to get them to a championship? Yeah. They made it to the Western Conference Finals last year. Oh, man. (laughs) So unrealistic. (laughs) What do you you think, Vaney? What do you think, Vaney? Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder. And a serviceable big man who can yep. just throw his body around for 15 minutes is enough to get you back to the NBA Finals. Yep. 
Holy crap. What, was what do you think drink? they need? What, what is in that drink that you are drinking right now? Sir? I mean, I am taking a shot of vodka at like 1230. So. Because I need some of that because you are on a good one right now. <laughs> what would you do, Mr. GM? A, a lot different than that. Let's be Which, honest. What would you do? I don't know. I don't really focus on Lakers too much. <laughs> no. No, I'm thinking – so looking at the roster, right, you – I know they have not been healthy for you know the whole the whole season, and I don't know the uh, the status of some of their injuries. If is Vanderbilt back? Or has he been hurt? Vanderbilt's back. Yeah, Vanderbilt's okay. back. Um, full, full strength. I think so. Yeah, he's played last. He doesn't play. I think he's on limit restrictions. Him and Rui are on limit restrictions, but they're back. Yeah. Okay, so if they are fully back, yeah, I think I think you need to get a. Uh, I don't know, man. I think you need to get a shooter to go with those guys. You got you yeah, got to yeah. be able to get a superstar yeah. shooter. Is Buddy Heal the answer? Right? Might be too much, but uh, actually, you know, I, it's funny because I, I think if Denver – I don't know if Denver would do this, but I would love to trade for KCP again. They're not going to trade. Are you kidding me? Because he, I was just looking. He's under – he's going to be a free agent this – I'm looking at what I was – he's going to be a free agent this summer. And I don't think it's a player option for 15. I don't know if Denver's going to, uh, he might not pick it up and try to get, you know, extend his contract. So you have to get a little creative here, Mary. You just are basically trying to re-sign. You want to try to sign Nick Van Exel too? Dude, every I ex, would every love. Player, every ex-Laker player, you're like. Bring Nick, him. bring Eddie, bring Anthony Peeler, Sidel three. Bring that entire roster back for me, baby. I mean, Eddie George, I think, still might be able to sign hey, the league minimum. Bring him back. Look, what would you do with Dallas? Dallas isn't going to win the championship with this roster. <laughs> Um, I don't think you need to do much with them. And here's, here's why. Okay. If, if you're giving up, if you're trying to get better at the, the four man position, right. It's called that. That's where they need a little bit of help, a little right. experience. They, right. they got their guy from Duke as the big man. You know, they need a little, uh, a four man. That's a little better than maybe Dwight Powell. You're having to give up too much. I don't want to give up Tim Hardaway right now. Um, obviously you got Kyrie, you got, you got Luca. I think you keep the train moving where it's at. They are now in year, you know, whatever you want to call it. They didn't play the whole year last year together, but in a good groove when they do play together, figuring each other out, right? You got Hardaway just chucking up threes left and right, having like over 10 threes a game shooting. It's incredible. Right. Um, I don't think you need to do much with them right now. I'll be very honest. I There's not a, a big trade where I'd say, hey, let's do that. And unless you're giving up, crazy amount of draft picks in the future to get who's the foreman that would be somebody to be willing to part ways with. Let me ask you this. Would you do a trade for John Collins? Uh, no. And here's why. If you watch their foreman Powell play, it's very similar to what he's, he's very bouncy. He's, you know, plays good D all this stuff. And maybe John Collins is better offensively, but I don't think you need more, more offense. I don't think you need somebody that's like going to need 15, you know, shots a game to get in their groove, to be able to, to maximize their, you know, their full potential. So I don't know if that makes them that much better. And I think you'd have to give up, you know, whether it's pal just straight up and then you'd have to give up a draft pick, which I don't. Um, what about Kelly Olnick? I, no. No. 
No. He's exactly what you just got. What about uh, Draymond? Draymond Green. I don't think, I don't, I don't you got Draymond Green. I don't think um, Olenek is as athletic as Powell is, which is what they like to do. So what about Draymond? Just pick and rolls, run to the rim, lob, stuff like that. Draymond, no. You keep ignoring it. So no, Draymond. He's, he's defensive-minded. He doesn't shoot the ball at all. Um, exactly for that reason, though. He's not athletic enough to where – on those pick and, and roll to yeah, the basket, yeah, playing yeah. above the rim. When you get to these other teams, right? Yeah. Uh, in the, in the playoffs, you got to have some guys that are that are true leapers as well that can play above the rim, uh, even if they don't have the the size like uh, the weight on them. They still yeah. have the length to be able to do some stuff. So yeah, uh, I I'm fine where the Mavericks are at right now. Personally, I think if they keep their keep their guys and. You know, we'll see. Maybe in the, in the offseason they can add one nice piece to go with them, depending on where their cap space is at. But I think they're in a good spot right now. Yeah. No, no uh, it's good. Tomorrow, I'm excited for tomorrow's game. I'm, I'm super stoked for tomorrow. It's going to be an early game, which I guess the TNT's covering it. So it's going to be the first game of the nation, nationally televised game. So it'll be Yeah, it'll be nice. I really hope Luke is playing. Uh, to get to see him play in person would be uh, fantastic. Just, you know, the size and – you know, all that stuff. So I'm yeah, really excited yeah. for that. We'll, we'll have a pretty good spot for him. So um, I don't have a game for you. Do you have a game for me? No, I did have one more question, though. Sure. Very similar to kind of what would you do with the Lakers. If if you're the Warriors right now, where, where do you go? I mean, it, it's kind of – I don't want to say you've fallen off the cliff right now, but your chariot is getting very close yeah. to falling off that edge. So you, I mean, Clay doesn't isn't a, a trade asset that people want. Draymond, I really don't think is a trade asset anybody wants. Kaminga, maybe you package him with something, but then what are you trying to get? Somebody older, more. I think I think Kaminga is what your future. I truly, yeah. Say, screw that. You got to start giving him thirty five minutes a game and say, hey man, we're looking at you as the next three man for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what are they, I mean, does he not shoot the ball well enough? I, you know, obviously it's a huge downgrade from a shooting aspect from, from clay, but my God, some of the things he could do on the court. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. a very good asset. Yeah. He's a, I, I don't know what, I, I, honestly, I think I, from what I just was listening, they were saying that um, every player except for clay is, on the trading block, except like a lot of those guys, nobody wants. I don't think anybody wants Clay. Maybe they wanted Clay three years ago, but they don't want Clay right now. Not with his contract. Um, yeah. And then you're only getting him for what, a couple half a season. So what are you giving up for half a season? You know. Uh, it's, so it's unfortunate the um, <clears throat> you know the CP3 curse on any team he goes to. Uh, really sad. I what a fucking terrible decision to bring him on board. I, who thought that was going to work? Somebody that just likes to dribble at the top for 25 seconds, you know, and then try to create and stuff like that in the playoffs. That's not the Warriors basketball. Yeah. I, this offseason, you're telling me that was the best option and somebody that signed off on that, that was truly your, like, we're going to win it with him coming on board. Give me a yeah. break. Yeah. No, I, um, I, agree. I, we both just thought that was not that we thought maybe my work coming him coming off, but he got injured. What Chris Paul does besides, He's he. I hope no one ever gets injured, but that's just like a. I mean, they have Andrew Wiggins. Maybe you could trade him for something. Um, but he's got that huge contract to who? Maybe hey, Detroit. Yeah. 
Maybe yeah. get a young player in that spot, you know, get a get somebody else. For, you know, it's funny that like Detroit traded Sadiq Bay last year for nothing. I know. He's a very good player. I like, know. I would love to have him on the league. I, I think you'd love to have him on Dallas. Like, I don't know. They gave him to nothing to, to Atlanta uh, for nothing, basically. I, I just, I don't know what's going on. But uh, Atlanta yeah, tried to get question for you. Murray, too. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, so we brought this up a couple of weeks ago. We never got into it. But this is a quick, we can professional and WNBA team. Oh, yes. Versus D1 high school championship CIF champion. Who who you got? I'm I'm taking state state champion of any of any state champion that you want to pick, right? I'm taking the boys team. I'm taking the boys team by 50. Yeah. Easy. And look, it's funny cuz you I I thought this when you said this, I was thinking about this. I'm like I I got to ask somebody who's in that realm of so I asked Ali He's an assistant coach for a basketball uh, team in North Carolina. And I was like, hey, am I wrong? Is this egotistical? Like, is this a macho thing? Like, the boys would destroy me. Like, oh, yeah. No, it's it's the boys. Lovell is – that's – they're – yeah, they would destroy me. He's like, they would destroy me by 30, 40, 50 points. Easy. No, there's no, there's no competition in that. So uh, I thought that was the, – the, the skills, they, you know – like uh, WNBA team skills are there. They they can dribble. They can shoot the hell out of the ball. It is just about the the size, the yeah. length, the athleticism above the rim type stuff. Unless they, well, I wouldn't even say unless they made shots because it's going to be really hard with the physicality to get open the open looks. Yeah. And if they do any miss, they have you can you can pretty much chalk it up they're not getting any offensive rebounds yeah, yeah, yeah. um it just yeah, I, yeah. And, and like you said it you know you don't want to come off as uh oh my gosh they're not good at all because they're extremely talented right they right, right. you know um they would beat you and i two on two you know well well maybe 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 we'll see about hold that on, hold on hold on i was actually gonna ask you this could you be what's the chick's name from iowa uh uh, Caitlin Clark? Yeah. Could you beat her in one-on-one? Right now? Yeah. Hell no. No. Okay. One-on-one? I, I don't think so. Right Half now? court, homie. You, it's not like you're sprinting up in that corner. At, at, this, at this age, you know, not not in basketball shape, I think okay. she would okay. I think she would do it. Okay. She, okay. Hey, she She's is a baller. Yeah, homie. She's a baller. Unreal. And I yeah. am not too proud to say I think she would probably beat me, but I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I take her. All right, all right. I got 11-10. I would win. Let's just call it that, okay? She's going to put up a good fight, but I'm, I'm taking That's, it down 11-10. Like, look, at that, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was fun. I always say this. If women would have dropped the rim to nine feet, the entire game changes. We do that for women's volleyball. We do that for golf. We do that for tennis. We do that for all the other women's sports. Why not? Even softball, you know, every other sport, we change the parameters to make it more entertaining for everybody. That's and, you know, that's, a, that's a fantastic point. I know they have a smaller ball, right? So it'll, that's fine. Gonna, so just drop the rim a foot. I don't disagree with that idea at all. I think that adds a different element to the game, right? Yeah, like there, there are three-point lines different, right? So like just drop the rim and, uh, a foot and a complete, like do you know how many more dunks you'd have in the game? Do you know how many more reverse? Can you imagine some of those chicks coming right? out just mashing on each right? other? Like it'd just be so much more fun. Like I watch women's volleyball 
And I'm like, yo, like I watch multiple reasons. My, <laughs> but Why do you these girls jump somewhere? out of the gym. It looks like because their net is what this ten inches lower than the men's, right? So when you watch men's and women's, it's the shut up, bro. So you mean to tell me you're focused on the height of the net? That's what you're watching. I'm focused on that beyond the fact that they look amazing playing the sport. No, their oh, ability okay. to like they look like they get above the net just like the men when they do when they hit spikes you know i'm just a fan of you know somebody with great skills you know yeah. the they hit the ball so hard they set the ball very well i just i'm a big fan of just sports in general so i'll tune into a good college volleyball game every once in a while i look my my neighbor used to be an ex-pro uh beach volleyball player so we used to go watch i could never play compete compete against them so i would just we just go and kind of <laughs> like hey good job <laughs> Absolutely. no i'm good right here drinking my beer watching your thing <laughs> for sure for yeah. sure hey, about a month ago I, I watched some of the uh the final four of women's volleyball. Those they are very talented. Dude, well, it was it. I was that's the game we were watching. My uh, when we were uh, we were on the trip, and it was Texas versus North South Dakota, something like that, wasn't it? And uh, it was. I, I'm not sure who they was playing. I, Jermaine O'Neill's daughter was Nebraska. I feel like. Yeah, maybe it was Nebraska, and then Jermaine O'Neill's daughter is on the Texas team, and so they're like going back and forth, showing his face and stuff like that. But they that game was a badass competition like it was a really good game so um yeah and by the way those girls are like 610 they're they're no fucking joke <laughs> they are like 610 68 i'm like yo that's i would love to see you play volleyball against them i could definitely get over the net on seven women man i'm definitely getting destroyed i love it i love it all right people back uh, we'll be back next week making fun of my vertical inabilities <laughs> Hey, big game tomorrow. Let's go, man. And we'll try to post some of the pictures from tomorrow's game since we'll be there together. All right, people? Let's go. Peace. Peace.